This is the Heal from Toxic Relationships podcast with me, Dr. Sarah, empowering you to heal from painful relationships to rediscover your self-worth and confidence because you are ready to be the best version of yourself. found yourself in a really difficult dynamic with somebody where you may have a partner, a friend, a parent, whoever it is, but you're constantly arguing, you're constantly in conflict and the arguments aren't resolved in a healthy or safe way, but actually the arguments that you have are so super dramatic. Now the thing is that whenever we're having this really unhealthy, really challenging social interaction with somebody, there are often three roles that come into play. And so subconsciously we have this process where we either view ourselves or view the other person in one of these three positions. Now, the first position is being the persecutor. The persecutor is somebody who we view as being aggressive, as being critical, as being harsh, as being punitive. And we may view ourselves in that role in that moment, or we may view the other person to be a persecutor. The second role is the victim. Now, the thing is, is that if there's a persecutor, there has to be a victim who is a victim of the persecution. And so the victim is somebody who feels helpless, who feels unable to get out of the situation, who feels unable to do anything to help themselves stand up or to even exit. And if there's a victim, there is going to be the third position, which is the rescuer. So if there is a victim, they're going to want to be rescued. The rescuer is somebody who saves the day, who is wanting to mediate the entire situation and who's wanting to please everybody who is there, who is wanting to make sure that everybody's okay. Even if they get pushed behind, that doesn't really matter, but they're wanting really, really hard to make sure that everybody else is okay and everybody else is happy. And so what does this actually mean? Well, the thing is, is that when we're in a difficult dynamic with somebody, we view ourselves in one of these three roles, or we view the other person in the other role. And not only that, the roles can constantly shift, and so it starts to get a little bit messy. So just as an example, let's say you have a partner, and you notice that your arguments get super intense, and, and they blow up, they become so dramatic. And let's say one day you make dinner for your partner, but you accidentally burn dinner and they come to you and they say, what the hell could you not just like keep a timer on it? How could you burn dinner yet again? And in that moment, in your mind, you see your partner as being a persecutor because they've criticized you. And so in that moment, you may feel like a victim of their persecution, of their criticism. You may feel really, really helpless and you don't know what to do. And you might want to call up your friend and be like, hey, guess what so-and-so my partner said to me? They were being really, really mean. And what you're wanting your friend to do or say is, oh my God, I can't believe that he or she did that. I can't believe that your partner said X, Y, and Z. Actually, do they not understand how hard you've worked all day and you're making dinner? And so in that moment, you see your friend as rescuing you from you being helpless, being a victim. But what might also happen is, is that you eventually get up and then you think, right, okay, well, 
I can't be helpless and they're going to be really critical and I don't know what to do. So I'm going to save the day. I'm going to try and please my partner. So you may shift into being a rescuer. And so if you're shifting into being a rescuer, you may think, right, I'm going to make dinner all over again, or I'm going to call up for a takeaway. And so if you're calling up for a takeaway, you're making dinner again. What's happening in that moment is that you're seeing your partner no longer being a persecutor, but you're viewing your partner as potentially being the victim, being the victim of your failing, of you not making dinner and, and cooking dinner well, of you burning dinner. And so if you're viewing your partner as being a victim, you're going to want to rescue, you're going to want to save the day. And so you decide to make dinner or call up for a takeaway, whatever it is, and you feed your partner, you are wanting to please your partner, make sure that they're okay. But then a little bit later on, you realize that your partner didn't thank you for making dinner the second time. And so you look at them and you say, how did you not notice me? How did you not thank me? I've, I've literally been slaving away in the kitchen for two hours now, the first dinner and the second dinner, and you've not thanked me at all. Like, how dare you? Who do you think you are? When do you ever make dinner? And so all of a sudden, you're no longer the rescuer, you shift into being a persecutor. And you may not verbally say this to your partner, but you may be thinking it pretty hard. Or you may be texting your friend and being like, oh my God, I made dinner a second time and my partner didn't even thank me for it. I was expecting them to grovel, for them to be super grateful, for them to be whatever it is. And so you can see it starts to get really, really messy. And in that moment when you're being a persecutor, you probably want your partner to be a rescuer, for your partner to save the day, for your partner to express infinite gratitude towards you, right? And so it gets really, really messy because the thing is, is that as much as you're viewing yourself in one of these three roles, your partner is also viewing you in one of these three roles. And chances are you're not having the same perception of what's actually going on, even though the situation is the same. You're both looking at it from very different lenses. So what the hell do you even do with all of this, right? It gets super messy and super complicated. So I'm gonna talk to you through three steps that you can take to calm the situation down so that you can have a healthier dynamic with your partner. Now, just as a caveat, I want you to know that you can never force somebody else to change. The greatest power that you have is over yourself. The greatest control you will ever have is over yourself and what it is that you choose to do and not do. So we need to be working on you. So what are the three steps? Step number one is awareness. Awareness of what the heck is going on. Because the thing is, is that if you're not aware of what's going on, nothing will change right? So what is it that you need to be aware of? Well, the first thing is, is that you need to be aware of an urge. You may not consciously or logically be aware of this, but internally, your gut sensation or your heart is going to want something. It's, it's pulling you to do something. So naturally, we all have particular tendencies and this may be based on historical experiences, this may be based on historical relationships with our family, what it was like growing up, 
but ultimately we are going to have a tendency to be pulled into one of those three roles. We're going to have a tendency to be pulled into being a rescuer, being a victim or being a persecutor. So I really want you to pay attention and notice what is my urge to go to. And brings us to point number two, what is it that's pulling me to this position? Why is this urge coming about? Now, the thing is, is that we would never do anything in life if we didn't on some level believe it helped us in some way, that it served us in some way. Now, this might not make very much sense, but it's so true in all capacities. So even if you look at people who smoke, for example, right? So people who smoke know that smoking isn't healthy, but at the same time, they still do it because they feel like they gain something from it. They feel relaxed after it. So anything we do in life, we do with some benefit to us or some perceived benefit to us. So step number two, I really want you to think about what is this urge wanting for me? How is it that this urge feels like I'm going to benefit from this? So I'm going to give you examples on what this might look like. If you notice yourself being pulled into wanting to rescue the situation, chances are somewhere deep in your subconscious, you believe that you will only be accepted, you will only be loved, you will only be welcomed if you save the day, if you please other people, if you make sure that other people around you are happy. And if you don't do those things, you fear that you're going to be rejected. And so what are your choices? You're going to want to help other people. You're going to want to save the day all the time. You're going to want to do everything for your partner and please your partner continuously, making sure that they're always happy with you, not giving them any excuses to criticise you. If you notice yourself being pulled into wanting to uh, be rescued and you notice yourself being pulled into this feeling of helplessness, chances are somewhere in your subconscious, you believe that you may not be capable, that you may not have the resilience to go forward. You may believe that you need to rely on other people, that other people are stronger than you, that other people are more capable than you. And so what ends up happening is, is that you also want other people to show that they care. You also may feel or believe on a deep level that other people are going to be absent. And so you're wanting other people to present themselves to you. So the intention around being a victim may actually be in terms of eliciting care seeing that other people care about you, seeing that other people are available for you. And that's the deeper desire. Or alternatively, if you notice yourself being pulled into criticising other people and being the persecutor, being really curious, questioning, what is the deeper desire here? What is the urge behind this? And the deeper desire or the urge, the intention behind the urge, may be actually... I just really want things to a high standard. This is what I am used to and this is the way that I talk to myself. I am so used to everything being done through criticism and through harshness and I don't know any other way that we can move towards goals. And so this person may very much come from a place of threat, from a place of fear. And so the only way that they know how to progress or how to resolve a situation, how to keep things under control, how to make things good, 
is through criticism because under the hood deepest beliefs is that things will never be resolved things will never improve if there isn't criticism and so they may have some sort of conditional belief in that I can only get what I want through criticizing so let's move on to step number three when we're considering step number three after we've recognized what's my urge pulling me towards what does it actually want for me thinking about how is it that I can go about this in the healthiest way so really paying attention and really really slowing down and considering okay I am being pulled into wanting to rescue and I know that behind this is because I fear that if I don't rescue I will be rejected so how is it that I can move towards a place of acceptance without constantly having to please other people without having to constantly rescue other people and so sitting with that question of how can I go about my deeper desire how can I achieve my deeper desire without being pulled into one of these three dynamics without being pulled into being a rescuer being a persecutor or a victim how can I get what it is that I really really want out of the situation and so for example if you're noticing that you're just wanting to be accepted by other people you're wanting to avoid rejection what would it be like to actually just recognize what your positive qualities are what you've got to offer recognizing that your inherent worth is absolutely priceless and you are worthy simply for being here because that's the real truth your worth is not contingent upon anything else your worth is infinite and that's just because you are here and that's absolutely fine <laughs> Or if you're noticing yourself being pulled into being helpless or being, uh, you know, feeling like a victim in a situation and you're just wanting other people to show you that they care about you. I mean, what would it be like to just call, to pick up the friend, uh, phone and call up a friend and just say to them, hey, I'm feeling a bit fragile, just wanted to see if you were free. I just really want a hug. I just really want something. And I'm really noticing the times when they are available for you. Or what would it be like if you notice yourself wanting to, to persecute somebody, wanting to criticize somebody just because you're wanting to get a job done or just because you're wanting something out of the situation? What would it be like to actually just take a pause and, and recognize that, okay, I want to get a job done and I'm exhausted. And the only way that I know how to do it is through blaming other people. But actually, I know that that's not very helpful. So what would it be like to try and have a constructive conversation with somebody and, and come to an agreement? I can do this and you can do this and, and come to an agreement where it's shared, where there's mutual understanding. Or it may be actually I'm exhausted. I'm noticing myself getting really harsh here with other people. I think I need to take a step back and just take a break. I, I just need a bit of respite so I can so I can reset. So the three steps again are awareness what the heck is going on in terms of my urge where am i being pulled into am i being pulled into wanting to be a rescuer a victim or a persecutor step number two what is that urge really telling me what is the deeper desire behind that urge what is it that i actually want and step number three how can i go about getting what i want in the healthiest way possible so 
I hope you've learned something there and that you found that useful. I'd love to hear what your experiences are and, and how you go about this, because as soon as you're able to implement those three steps, things will change. And so your arguments are no longer super dramatic are no longer super intense and you feel trapped in it. But actually, you can then start to open the door and find an exit. You can then start to find light so that you can move to a healthier place. Until next time, I look forward to seeing you then.